0: Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O Podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Hey everyone, it's Sherri Stahl, host of the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show, your on-air ladies Bible study event. It's my goal to be relatable and authentically leave you refreshed as you listen to the Soul H2O devotion. This week, my intention is to shock you with some information about the Bible that you might not know and inspire you to want to read it. My guest for episode 107, The Most Amazing Book in the World, is author, speaker, podcaster, and Bible teacher, Jody Nisnik, and she has some really great tips for you, along with a freebie, too. We've been hearing such great reports after my first live post-pandemic event and would love to have your church or group add me to your list of speakers. Check the show notes for booking details. Downloadable Soul H2O journal pages will help you dive deep into the teaching segment and quench your spiritual thirst. They can be used for daily devotions and are found on today's show notes at soulh2o.com 107. Now, let's get ready so you can dive into today's Soul H2O devotion and get refreshed. The Bible is the most incredible library of books ever compiled. There's a total of 66 books, separated in two with 39 in the Old Testament and 27 in the New Testament, written over a span of about 1,500 years by 35 to 40 different authors. It is the most reputable book from ancient history with the most original handwritten manuscripts of any text in antiquity. The Old Testament has over 10,000 manuscripts and at least 5,800 for the new. The closest ancient book is Homer's Iliad with around 1,000 manuscripts. To put it into perspective, my 11th grade ancient history teacher was telling the God's honest truth when he said that there was more historical proof that Jesus Christ lived, died, and rose from the dead than that Julius Caesar ever walked the face of this earth, since the book of Julius' life only has about a dozen manuscripts. Since I'm a Bible research geek, I regularly read the Biblical Archaeological Review and love to see all the archaeological digs that corroborate stories in the Bible and shed new light to the meaning of what was written. The Bible is the world's all-time best-selling book in the history of publishing, with somewhere between 5 to 7 billion books being sold, outselling the number two book 5 to 1. Second place goes to Quotations from the Chairman, also known as the Little Red Book, published by the leader of the Communist Revolution in China back in 1949 and has sold 1.1 billion copies. To force sales, the leader stopped the distribution of other books in China for a time, unlike the sales and stats of all other books. The Koran is far behind third, selling about 800 million copies. The Harry Potter books have sold about 500 million. And fifth place goes to Lord of the Rings by Tolkien, with a much lower of 155 million books sold. It's amazing to me that when you look at these... 5 to 7 billion copies sold of the Bible, the numbers don't even consider all the online access versions of the Bible through device apps or online Bible research tools. Way back in 2018, on Bible Gateway's 25th anniversary, they let the world know that their site has been accessed by over 1 billion devices and viewed more than 14 billion times way back then. The YouVersion Bible app is just one of so many and has over 100 million downloads on a people's phones around the world. And these are mostly English stats for online use. Since the Bible app is also the most translated book of all time, these numbers are only a tip of the iceberg. So it's clear that the Bible is the most amazing book in the world, and I would even dare to say it's the most read book in the world. I mean, every time I read it, even though I've read it through many times, I get something new out of it. It's the only book that you can read your whole life and keep gaining meaning from it. But all this doesn't mean that the Bible is the easiest book to read. That's why I have each guest share a Bible study tool or tip, something they use in their personal time with the Lord that helps them to better understand the scriptures and build a greater desire to read it. I know how much of a difference daily Bible reading has meant into my life, and I want you to experience the same benefits I've had from this incredible book, Proverbs 2, verses 1 to 6. It's a great challenge from God that says, "'If you accept my words and store up my commands within you.'" turning your ear to wisdom, and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will find it. You will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So Grab your Bible, the most amazing book in the world, and get reading. I'm just looking forward to being able to connect with people, to speak with them about issues that are current, and to get their perspective on things, and to kind of bounce ideas around, and then also to hear from those who are listening, because we learn by listening. And I think that's a big part of what I hope the show is about, learning from each other and listening as much as talking. Okay, here we go. Good music, good conversation, good company. Faith strong today's good company with me, Holly Taylor. Weekdays at 5 p.m. right here on Joy. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. Jodi Nisnik has served in pastoral ministry for over 12 years in the Dallas, Texas area. She holds a master's degree in Christian education with an emphasis in women's ministries from Dallas Theological Seminary. Jodi helps people create space for God in their lives and equips them to take another step with Jesus through her books, Scripture Meditation Podcast, Real People, Real Faith Bible Studies, and teaching. Jodi, welcome to the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Thank you, Sherry, it's so nice to be here. Well, I am excited to talk to another girl who is just like me, loves Bible study, loves to help people to really grow in their faith. Um, your, Your podcast is called So Much More, And in the episode, you guide people in what you call Lectio Divina and imaginative prayer. So I'm wondering if you could take a little bit of time and explain what Lectio Divina is. Yeah. So it's basically just a tool
1: to meditate on God's word. So in the podcast, I guide you through a scripture meditation where I'm reading scripture over you using this process which is called lectio divina it's got a fancy name it's just latin it means divine divina or sacred and lectio means reading so it's the divine sacred reading of god's word which is really all of the time when we read God's word, but this process is actually credited to like a sixth century monk. His name is Saint Benedict of Nursa. And it's just a process to go through where you're reading a short passage of scripture multiple times, asking the spirit to guide you to notice what he wants you to notice, helping you understand how does that apply to your life right now? And then having an honest conversation with the Lord about whatever it is that he's helping to reveal to you in that time. It's really a way to interact with the living and active Word of God.
0: I love it and I think it is so powerful I've listened to a few of your podcasts since being introduced to you and I think it's great you know something to to flip on while you're getting ready and just having God's Word wash over you as you read it to people it really is great and then you also talk about imaginative prayer and I'm wondering if you can share with people what that is because you know sometimes people think these things sound outlandish and you know is this really Christian for us to use our imagination? imagination and to meditate on scripture. Um, Can you share a bit about that in imaginative prayer? Yeah, so imaginative prayer is really just another tool
1: um, to use our imaginations to let scripture kind of come to life in our mind's eye. And using our imaginations, God gave us those. They are, Mm -hmm. can be used in a very sanctified way. So I think it absolutely is scriptural, and I think it's a great tool to use when you're in a really familiar passage. For example, I just did a podcast on the foot washing of Jesus, and that's just a passage that most Christians know really well. But when you can slow down and let it kind of come to life in your imagination and start to wonder, what was that like for Peter to have Jesus kneel down and wash his feet? and to start to just really enter into the story a little bit letting go of getting all the details right because you won't but it's really just an exercise of slowing it's an exercise of wondering and it's an exercise that i think the spirit really uses in my life to help me think through really familiar passages so that's imaginative prayer and you know this whole process of meditation i know it feels kind of confusing sometimes to Christians, but I think we have to reclaim it. And in fact,
0: Psalm one
1: tells us we need to be meditating on God's word. He says that we are blessed when we meditate on the law of God night and day. And the law of God is the word of God. And Paul tells us later in the New Testament that we need to think about the things that are good and true and right. And there's nothing more true than God's word. So I think meditation is really just focusing our attention on to the truths that are held in God's word.
0: Love it. I think you are right on the nose with that one. So wondering <laughs> wondering if you could share your Bible study tool or tip with people to help them really get into God's word. Yeah, so I mean, one of my passions is really
1: helping people create space for God in their lives. And I think the best way you can do that is to create space in your home, whether it's just a little nook or a corner, even just a basket, where you collect all of the Bible study tools that you're going to use a journal, a Bible, uh, anything else that you may be using in that season. And it that way, when you're sitting down to have time with god you don't have to go hunting for all of the things so that's my first tip and then the second thing is look at your calendar and be honest where can i really create space for god in my calendar it probably means that you have to say no to some good things to make space for the very best thing which is spending time with our lord and So then make an appointment for yourself. And of course, be gracious. Life is going to happen. Dogs are going to throw up and (laughs) kids are going (laughs) to get up when they're not supposed to. And um, your work's going to need you immediately. There are things that are going to happen and that's okay. Be gracious. But also try to hold the appointment just like you would lunch with a friend.
0: Mm, great advice I love that basket tip that is really good so that you can take it no matter where you go to do your devotions you can just bring that along with you and also everyone Jody is offering a free Lectio Divina journal to help you with your Bible study so you can find a link for that in the show notes at soulh2o.com slash 107 and then you know I'd love for you to share your favorite Bible verse or maybe one that's inspiring you lately
1: Yeah. So this is one that I have been going back to over and over again lately. And it's kind of an odd little verse. It's John 1 42. And it says this, Jesus looked at him, which is Peter and said, you are Simon, son of John, you will be called Cephas, which when translated is Peter. And what I love about that verse is this is the very first time Jesus and Peter meet. And these are the words, the very first words that Jesus speaks over Peter. And it just speaks to identity. Jesus knew exactly who Peter was, but more importantly, he knew who he would become. And I just find so much comfort, encouragement in that, that Jesus looks at us and he says, yes, you are this person, but I also know who you're gonna be. And I've got good plans for you, so follow
0: me. Jody, I can't wait to come back after the song and the commercial so that we can talk about your book, Journey A Study Into Peter, and talk a little bit more about his incredible life. I'm Jody
1: Nisnick from episode 107, and my music pick song for the Soul H2O radio and podcast show is For God Is With Us by For King and Country. Did you imagine
0: God is with us. The warmer weather means you're always on the move, and the My Joy radio app means the songs you love and the encouragement you crave move with you. Never miss another minute with 24 7 access to the Joy Radio live stream. Get the latest messages from the ministries you love delivered right to your smartphone or download them ahead for offline listening. Be uplifted, whether at the office or the beach. The My Joy Radio app, available now. Thanks for listening to the Soul H2O podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world. We're back from the break with Jody Nisnik, author, speaker, podcaster, and teacher. Jody, today you're on the show to talk about your latest Bible study released um, called Journey, a study of Peter for stumbling toward Jesus' extravagant grace. And I'm wondering, is this a study that you created for groups or for individuals?
1: I created it for (laughs) both. (laughs) I think it's really well done with a group um, because Mm. then you have some people that you can kind of process through the answers with. But, you know, if you're not in a group, you can certainly do this on your own. You're going to get a lot out of it, just opening up God's word and reflecting on the questions individually as well.
0: Yeah, and how long should it take people to go through the study?
1: Well, I've broken it down into a 5-day format, and if you spend 20 to 30 minutes a day doing the study, you know what, hopefully you would set aside for a devotional time anyway, you would have no problem getting through the material.
0: That's good. So I think it's an eight week study, though. So five days for eight weeks, something like that? Yes,
1: five days for eight weeks. And
0: the first day is
1: also set up as kind of a spiritual practice day. And so it's an opportunity to do a little something new, perhaps in your relationship with God, maybe it's trying fasting from social media for a week, or it's listening to worship songs with intentional, you know, thoughtfulness, or there's all kinds of things, but it's an opportunity to take kind of our head knowledge and move it into heart and practice.
0: Yeah, I love how you include mindfulness practices into your teachings.
1: Yeah, I it's just been really impactful in my relationship with the Lord to make myself practice things instead of just mm-hmm. because I, I can get to a place of really just loving digging into original Greek and Hebrew words and digging, you know, all those kinds of nuggets out. But I think there's also, I need to move forward and I need to do things like share the gospel with a neighbor or do just a random act of kindness for somebody just to express the things that I'm learning in very mm-hmm. practical ways as well.
0: Yeah, I absolutely love geeking out like you in study, (laughs) but we have to, you know, transition to making application of what we're studying and to put it into real life. So what intrigued you about Peter enough to create a whole study around him?
1: Well, I think for me, the thing that was most intriguing is when he got out of the boat and walked on water. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, what was it like when he actually swung his feet over the edge of the boat, put them on the water, which he knew was not going to hold him, Mm -hmm. and then stood up. Like, what was that moment like for him? That was the one moment that captivated me about his life. And then I started thinking, oh, there's so many other things that Peter does. I just really wonder. And I also resonate with him, like wanting to be really brave and bold, getting out of the boat and then immediately sinking because he gets afraid. (laughs) I'm like, oh yeah, I totally get that guy. (laughs) And so I just wanted to dig into his life and see what was it like to journey with Jesus? And honestly, he was probably Jesus's closest earthly companion. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, maybe they were best friends. I don't think they called each other that, but he certainly walked very closely with Jesus. And
0: I wanted to see what can I learn from Peter's journey. I think the title Journey" really emphasizes how, you know, things changed with Peter. He was constantly walking and following, and that journey wasn't a straight path. It was a windy road. Sometimes my friends joke that myself or others might be extra grace required people. <laughs> And I love your subtitle for this book. It's Stumbling Towards Jesus' Extravagant Grace. And I was wondering, do you think that Peter was ever an extra grace required person? A hundred percent he was.
1: (laughs) Just like you and just like me. I think he he just stumbled a lot. And we see that. I mean, he's the one who was like, I'll never deny you, Jesus. And then <laughs> moments later, a little, you know, girl with no status is like, don't you know, Jesus, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, and so mm-hmm. I I see him thinking he's got it under control, and then everything falls apart. And you just see Jesus loving him, helping him back up, you know, extending grace toward him and teaching him along the way. No, it's really better just to believe me and trust me and follow me. Um, So yes, I think he absolutely needed extra grace. And I'm grateful for it. Me
0: too. Absolutely. I know you talk about how Peter's missteps and failures reveal God's grace in the study. I'd love for you to share one of those missteps from Peter's life and maybe how we can draw a parallel to our own in our own struggles. You know
1: one of the things that comes to mind is an odd one it's on the mount of transfiguration and so jesus is up on this mountain and he's transformed in front of peter's eyes and peter doesn't know what to do and so he starts just saying hey you know what i'll i'll build some structures up here for us and we can stay up here and what i love about this is he's just blurting out because he doesn't know what to do and he's actually really scared at some of the things that are happening and God interrupts Peter like mid-sentence. God breaks through and says, this is my son, Jesus. You need to listen to him. And so it's like he's saying to Peter, hey, don't be so quick right now. Slow down, observe what's happening and listen. And that has really spoken to me because I think I'm, again, a lot like Peter, (laughs) ready to just Mm -hmm. blurt out what's on my mind. And I think God wants us to slow down
0: and to create space to really listen to him my friend was talking last night at our life group and she was saying she just took this course online and learning about critical thinking and how when you want to you know speak your mind to first go hmm and think about it before you actually say something and even in just this hmm that it would give you the time to kind of process things a little bit more to help you decide should I say this should I not and you know I am very much like Peter that can just blurt things out and so definitely I can relate to him too and I think uh, a lot of people listening to this will will understand that I, I think it's great that Peter was this ordinary hardworking, often overlooked fisherman but he was called by God into an incredible life journey that you talk about to make a difference for Christ. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering, do you think that God still calls ordinary people to do extraordinary things?
1: I think he calls every single one of us to do something extraordinary. And it may be just loving the people that are right around us, but that is extraordinary kingdom work. I think he calls us to be The hands and feet of Jesus. He calls Mm -hmm. us to bring kingdom bearers, to bring light, to bring love into the world and the community around us. Some of us are called to do that through very public positions. And some of us are called to do that really on our knees in a closet, um, just praying earnestly to God. And so I actually really do believe every single one of us has an extraordinary calling. And we don't actually know how it's going to impact the world around us we just need to continue to be faithful to God and to what it feels like He's putting in front of us to do and to just keep kind of taking those steps forward. That's definitely one of the things that I've learned from Peter.
0: Well, Jody, I want to thank you for answering the call of God on your life to make these great studies for everyone. And thank you for being on the show today.
1: Well, thank you. It has truly been so much fun to have this conversation with you.
0: I'm so thankful for the Bible and how it records incredible life stories of people like Peter, people we can relate to who will challenge us, inspire us, and make us feel less like a failure on those days when we blow it. My challenge for you today is to grab your Bible, the most amazing book in the world, and get reading it. From all of us here at Joy Radio, we're so glad you joined us for episode 107, The Most Amazing Book in the World on the Soul H2O Radio and Podcast Show. Make sure to check out the show notes for some stats that I shared on today's show and information about our guest at soulh2o.com 107. I hope you'll share this episode with your friends and family. Take a screen capture while listening on your device and share on your social media to help spread the word about Soul H2O. Come back next week as we talk about how to keep your first love passion for Christ going strong with author Dana Candler. Until then, I'm praying you stay blessed and refreshed. We appreciate your support to help Soul h Ministries continue and want to thank all of you who partner with us in making this joy radio show a reality so people can come and get refreshed. Thanks for listening to the Soul H20 podcast from Joy Radio in Toronto. Be sure to subscribe, then rate and share so we can reach new listeners around the world.